Hi, welcome to Infusion, the podcast. I'm comedian Chris Patrick, a.k.a. Self-Proclaimed Power Man. And I'm here with my co-host and significant other, Rach. Hey, guys. Today, we're talking about training, uh, how to get into the gym, when to get into the gym, and the best. And um, uh, starting, just starting out. And we got today, we got, um, she, her name is um, Anastasia Tokareva. She's a personal trainer here at Lifetime Fitness in Plymouth, Minnesota. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. So how'd you get started in uh, personal training? So I used to be a personal trainee. I worked with a trainer for a little bit over a year. Um, I lost a lot of weight and then decided that, hey, I need to do something else. Started focusing on getting stronger and slowly fitness just became my passion. And, and that's and you, like you said, you started out um, getting stronger. I got a question for you. What is it with... Um, because I used to work in a um, gentleman's club and um, one of the girls said, um, I wanted to train with you. So she, I brought her into the gym. We started training and I um, showed her the weights and it was like kryptonite to her. Like, no, no. <laughs> what is it with women and weights? Why are they so afraid of weights? Because we've studies have shown that weights do help. You know, what, what is it? Why are women so afraid of weights? I think that immediately in their brain, they think that, oh, if I lift a weight, I am going to become bulky. And that's just yeah, for accurate. me, myself, yeah. when I started lifting weights, even as a teenager, you look at those bodybuilding competitions and you're like, I don't want to be like that, you know, where they don't understand that you don't need to be like that. Toning your body isn't like you're going to go to a bodybuilding competition. Well, right. And I think what happens is with bodybuilding, it takes years and years to get that way and they have to eat in a certain way. Um where their nutrition and the way they're training makes them look like that. So unless you're specifically training for that, you're not going to get there. Right. So. Yeah, and, exactly. And let's talk about the body too, because I know a lot of people who look, who um, they, they do cardio. And if you come, if you come to um, um, lifetime fitness during peak hours, um, you'll see the women on the treadmills on it. The, and then I, I remember I, I was working briefly at a GNC, which is a um, vitamin nutrition store. And women were coming in while well, I'm taking this and I'm taking that. I'm doing, for, I do 45 minutes on the treadmill every day or 45 minutes on the elliptical every day and I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, that's because you're plateauing. You've, your body's gotten used to you doing that. So now you got to increase it to, to uh, lose the weight, right? Absolutely. And not just the cardio portion. I mean, whenever anybody wants to lose weight, we always, I kind of, sh I, on a piece of paper, I always draw out a triangle and it's this perfect trifecta of, yes, you want the cardio, but you also want the strength training and you want the nutrition and they all work together. But doesn't that also have to do with um, when you're at that plateau, don't you want to change something in there to kind of shake the body up? Well, absolutely. So usually if you ever work with a personal trainer, um, we're always going to talk about a program. So versus you just working out and kind of throwing darts in the dark, having a program where, yeah, we change up what you're doing, whether that's reps and sets, whether that's the type of movements we're doing um, or how heavy you're lifting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause like I see some people like, um, <laughs> and I hate this word so much. You see people come in there a little bit overweight and they are, are some people talk to me at work and stuff like that. Like, and I always get this, Oh, I just want to tone. And I'm like, well, you got flab here. You got flab there. Tone what, you know, you got to start losing this. You got to start tightening this stuff up, you know? Right. So, so you want to so, target, right? So toning really all that means is body recomposition. Really. Um, 
whenever anybody comes to me and they're like, oh, I want to tone in my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, they want body recomposition, meaning they want to lose fat. They want to gain muscle to fill in where that fat was. Yeah. They want to lose fat and they want to gain muscle, which is, which is the key word, gain muscle. And it's like, lift some weights. You know, you're, you're not just because you pick up a weight, you're not going to be Linda Murray. These were professional. Um, Linda Murray was a Miss, Miss, Miss Olympia. You're not going to be like that. These women train hard. They train heavy weights. Right. It's their life. They're in the gym like two times a day. Yeah. Which you're not going to do. I'm assuming. Yeah. So. <laughs> so a lot of um, models and um, influential people have started like, um, showing like a big butt or, you know, some people are like, I'm really jealous of your like big arms. And some people are like, I want little arms. Do you talk to your person about what they actually want when they're starting to train? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I try to get into specifics of the type of body they want. Um, and we do work towards that, but eventually what I find out with working them with time, that's not really their goal, really what they're chasing is a certain feeling or being able to do something they sure. they couldn't do before. Yeah. And talking about like the realistics of what your body form actually is, right? Absolutely. I mean, somebody that's um um got like genetics, right? Um I genetically have larger legs. You know, I'm not going to have pencil legs when I'm done working out to the mm, optimal of what I can be, right? I'm not going to have pencil legs, but I'm going to have toned, beautiful legs. Right. It's going to be the best of what your body is capable exactly. of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. And I'm not, just so everybody listen. I'm not picking on women. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick on men right after your comment. <laughs> no, I pick on men too, but, but no, it's like, it's like, I see, I see these supermodels and you see like, um, and it's prime time now, um, the Victoria's Secrets, uh, Secrets fashion show and it's on prime time TV. And I see these women walking out and yeah, they look good, but I'm like, look at their, their legs are skinny. Their arms are skinny. And you get girls, you get these young girls. And, and this is what really gets me. You get, we get young teenage girls who like, Oh, I want to look like that. So they're starving themselves and they become anorexic and they do that. And it's like, you don't need to do that, you know, and no. with the way your body type is, you're never going to get there. And well, and the thing is with the Victoria's Secret models, they don't look that way year round Yeah, is the thing. It's just like a bodybuilder training for a bodybuilding competition. They don't look that way year round. Um, the Victoria's Secret models, the way they train is, yes, they just stay healthy and in shape for the year. And then a few months before their show, they really cut down and that's how they get that look. Now, they're not going to sustain that look the whole year. Right. They can't. It's not possible. But that's what gets kind of into into that image, like that image, that picture. It stays forever. And now we get the idea that we have to look that way 24-7 when <laughs> they train specifically just to look that way for a few hours. And then they go back to looking however they look. Yeah. And that's just like men, right? Yeah. Well, like people like when, um, when I had friends looking at my bodybuilding magazines, when I was at school, you know, running around, walking around with my bodybuilding, they're like, Oh my God, that guy's, I'm like, listen, this is, this is contest time. And three days before the contest, they cut out water. They cut out, they do what they call a carb deplete where they have absolutely no carbs. They cut out water to make their skin tight. To, so when they go on stage, they're all oiled up in there, you know, and, it, but yeah, like you said, they don't look like that year round. Literally just a few hours. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you work with women and men also, right? Yes. Yeah, of course you do. And also too, when they when they're doing that, um, they cut their water out, like I said, three days before the competition. No water, um, total carb deplete. And sometimes they go too far that there's been there has been times when um people have like fainted on stage. They've they've been on stage and they like had to been had to been carry out because they've they've like fainted on stage. But one of the things too with um with working out too is that you get a lot of um and and this is this is my thing. This is my theory. I don't got any um, medical <laughs> medical knowledge to back this up. But see, back when I was a kid, um, you go through any neighborhood now. Like we, it's a Sunday afternoon. You go through any neighborhood. Back in my back in my day, there would be kids out there playing kickball. Play, kids out playing football. Play you know. But now you go through these neighborhoods. These kid these areas they look like ghost towns. All these kids are inside playing video games. And now we're we're going with. Uh, kids who have a lot of depression and stuff like that, and and I always say they need to they need to exercise because it's also been proven too that exercise helps with depression, helps with that, you know. So, what would your suggestion be for parents with children? Um, I would say get them into a program. I think it's really hard for kids who aren't used to working out and moving their body. They're going to feel really awkward moving their body in front of people. So (laughs) getting them into a space where they feel safe to do so would be the number one thing. Yeah. Um, Here at Lifetime, we actually started an alpha kids program. Um, I think it's just a few weeks in and what's the age for out for the alpha kids? Oh, um, nine to 13 currently. Nine to 13. Yeah. Yeah. And just watching the kids start out from the first session where they were so awkward about moving their bodies to it just takes a few weeks. And now they're like, okay, I actually like this. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah and, I, and also too, as parents, I always say, you know, there, there comes a time when you got to take the PlayStation from them, turn the TV off. My mom used to kick us outside. What are you guys doing on tonight? Get outside. Right. Right. And, and then I, I would say lead by example. Right. So if they see you just not being active, they're not going to see why you're making them be active. Lead by example, go on a bike ride with them, go be active with them. Yeah. Cause our kids were like that. And um, I was paying so much money as their membership here <laughs> at <laughs> lifetime. I was like, you know what? I'm paying all this money. You guys are going to start using it. So I'd come home on Friday and I'd grab a kid once, once every week I'd grab a kid, come on, we're going to work out and we're in the gym. I don't want it. I said, listen, we can sit up here arguing about this. Are we can are you do what I say and we'll be out of here in a half hour. What do you want to do? What? Okay, we want to you want to argue. You want to do it, right? And then they actually liked it too. You know? Absolutely, that's the thing. Eventually, they start liking it. You just have to make it enjoyable for them. Make it a fun thing for them, either by finding other kids for them or doing it with them yourself. I would say. Yeah, like the like the girl I was um I was training with. It's like I, I brought the weights to her. She's like, and we argued. I'm like, listen, just do it. You know. And we had her, and I had her do, and I said, you know what? She she pissed me off so much. I said, you know what? If I was a personal trainer and you were paying me, I'd give you your money back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, you came into our lives when they started being teenagers. And it also has to do with, you know, like magazines. Um, airbrushing is so harsh on like a teenage mind, you know, I mean, airbrushing that model, um, just you look at your own body and you're like, I'll never measure up to that, you know, especially as a teenager. Absolutely. And then instead of making it about yourself and making working out about yourself, you make it about reaching this thing that you're not going to reach. Yeah. Yeah. The irrealistic goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. Um, so we've talked a lot about in the gym. Now, um, I know you're not a nutritionist, but what would you suggest Actually, when they... Oh, you yeah, are? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so what would you suggest as that when they're home um, and done working out for the day? Oh, what, what they should reach for in terms of food? Yes. So I would say make sure you get some carbs in you before you work out. Um, make sure you have energy for it. Afterwards, protein helps you heal. Um, so make sure you get protein as soon as possible afterwards. Um, that's kind of where the protein shakes come in nice and easy to reach for. Um, but not necessary, right? We can get protein from other sources, yogurt, chicken, whatever. Um, but otherwise just focusing on a healthy balanced diet. I'm really not a fan of all these like diet, um, yeah, me too. Fads, really. Well, the, the, yes. new, the new one going on now, I, th- I think it's called the keto diet. And I think it's kind of a, an, um, a how do I say it? Um, kind of a different way of doing Atkins, but it's it's called the keto diet now. Our um, our sister-in-law's in, into it now. And I'm like, and, and that's the thing too, because a lot of people get into these fad diets. Well, I do this, I do that. I'm like, well, how long were you in the gym? How many push-ups you do? How many steps did you run? None, none. That, that's right. just not going to help. You right. Know? And some people do work better on lower carbs. Some people work better on lower fat. It really is about figuring out what works for you, but then making sure that you get all the nutrients. So if you're going to be on a keto diet, are you getting all the micronutrients you need, all the minerals you need from fruits and vegetables? Are you getting the things that you need that you get from whole grains? And and that's the thing you you touched on that too, because everybody's body type is different. So some people do, um, like I've seen, I see kids walking around, guys walking around. See, I told you I wasn't picking on them, (laughs) but I see kids walking around and they're so skinny and I'm like, you need to get carbs every meal, you know, and somebody like me where I got to like really watch my carbs, you know? Absolutely. And then somebody like me where I eat over 55% of my calories come from carbs and my body loves that. So it is figuring out what works for you versus, oh, this works for somebody. So it has to work for me. Well, with those fad diets, one of the things um, a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but Atkins was everywhere, the Atkins diet, and everybody was cutting out carbs, carbs, no carbs. And they were losing weight and they were losing weight big time. But then they found out that once they went off Atkins, they were the fastest to put the weight back on. And I even tried Atkins and I tried that. <laughs> I went in to work out and 135 is my warm up weight. I couldn't even do that. I went, I need some carbs. <laughs> well, then what are you losing? Are you losing fat or are you losing uh, lean body mass? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. question. Yeah. My whole thing is it's, it's okay to get on the right diet, but you have to find something that's going to maintain. So literally what I call it is a lifestyle change because it's not, I'm going to be on this for six weeks. I'm going to be on this for six months and then I can do whatever I used to do because literally that's the yo-yo, you know? Absolutely. So with my nutrition coaching, I don't put them on like, okay, here, this is what you're going to eat for three months and you're going to lose weight because I care about your whole life. I want you to maintain this throughout your whole life. Not just, oh, you gave me amazing results. See you later. Yeah. Right. So I focus on habit changes. Are you drinking enough water? How many fruits and vegetables are you eating? Are you eating the amount of protein that you should be eating for how active you are? Yeah. And not cutting out the things that they enjoy, but 
entering them in in a way that they can maintain it for the rest of their life. You know, you don't cut out your sweets if you're like addicted to sugar, but you don't eat a whole pan of brownies when you can eat one and then eat and pair it with some fruit and some water. You know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's all about balance. Yeah. Really. It's finding balance. And I think that's kind of what people miss about making a lifestyle change is finding balance versus going to one extreme or the other. Well, yeah, it's two things, too, because some people like, oh, I'm on um, I'm on the keto diet and I, I ate a banana for lunch. I ate this. I, and I'm like, well, were you in the gym? Would you exercise? Oh, no. And here's my thing. And I've found this out and I, I want to tell everybody that there's no quick fix. OK, you got it. You got to have the diet and the exercise. You got to exercise. You can't just get on a certain diet and that's that's going to lose your weight. And that's you got to exercise, too. You got to have them both. They they both diet and exercise and some it's people that trifecta that I yeah. talk yes, about exactly. strength, cardio, nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are like, well, I go into the gym all the time so I can eat whatever I want. No, you can't. Wow. You gotta, you gotta maintain <laughs> eat. It's good. You're in the gym, but you also got to maintain proper nutrition when you're outside too. You know, absolutely. Like one of the things we like to do, we like to travel. So there's times we travel and I'm like, okay, is there a gym nearby? I can go in and at least get a half hour or even like, um, and there are things too, like you can go um, buy a couple of gallons of water and lift those and play around with or do push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things too, because as you know, we just got a, um, we're, I don't know if we're towards the end of COVID, but we, but during COVID, the gym. <laughs> well, I don't think we're ever going to get over COVID, but I think people are learning what they need to, to survive it. And more people are taking the shots, you know, we've learned our lesson from it. Well, my thing is with COVID, <laughs> the reason I laugh because I did a I did a, a couple of funny TikTok videos. <laughs> but anyways, the gym was closed, so I had to do push-ups and sit-ups at home, you know, in a small space and all that. But that helped keep keep my size and that helped keep my um keep my gains. So when I got back in the gym, I'm like, hey, I haven't lost much because it was all those sit-ups and sit-ups and crunches. I was those crunches and um and push-ups I was doing during during the time when the gym was closed, you know. Right. Yeah. The 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 number of pistol squats I did was ridiculous. Never doing that again. (laughs) But I think touching base on travel right before we wrap it up, um, is, um, so, um, not just working out during your travel, but also not going into and saying, Oh, I'm on vacation. I can eat whatever I want. I can go into that barbecue joint and then go into the donut store. And but let's explain this. Okay, one of the things we do is we watch uh, dine-in drivers and dine-ins, drive-ins, and dives, right? And when we do travel, we go, oh, we got to go to this place. And that's one of the things. It's one of the fun things about traveling is is sampling some of the local food, some of the food we don't get here. So, but we also have to say, okay. Once one meal every day, we got to have like some salads and water and stuff like that, you know, and we watch ourselves like, okay, we're not going to have a big breakfast, a big lunch and go here for dinner and eat that. It's like, okay, for lunch, we'll probably just get some salads, some water, some, or she likes yogurt. I don't really like yogurt. We're going to do that. (laughs) And then for dinner, we can, we can get this, you know? So finding that balance of, okay, this is something that I want to like experience the taste of, but also what is going to nourish my body and give it the nutrients it needs. On vacation. Yeah, absolutely. And then one thing I'd like to talk to you about now, um, you're a personal trainer here at Lifetime Fitness. Now, Lifetime Fitness has, they got steam rooms, they got saunas, they got a swimming pool. And here's the thing, you got to pay for that. (laughs) And I don't mind paying for it, especially in the wintertime, because it's like, 
It's freezing outside. I was working. I was like, I can't wait to go to the gym and just go sit in that hot tub, you know? Right. <laughs> that hot tub has... But one of the things I want to talk about is uh, choosing a gym. And some people come to me and go like, well, how much do you pay for them? I'm like, well, I pay this much money for it. And they're like, well, that's a lot of money. I was like, well, then... Depending on where you want to start, you may want to go with one of the 24-hour gyms that's a little bit cheaper and stuff like that. So what are some of your advices on choosing a gym? Um, I would say it depends on, well, one, what you're looking for. Um, So for me, I actually didn't start working out Lifetime. I started working out at Snap Fitness. And why I was drawn to that was it was smaller. This was intimidating for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't, I didn't feel welcomed by the fitness world just yet didn't realize how welcoming everybody was and how, you know, supportive gyms really are. Um, so drew me to start with a smaller place. Um, and then if I was just looking to be active, right, I didn't know anything about programming. I didn't know anything about, Oh, I need to like strength train and do this. So for me, it was like, Oh yeah, I'll just get on a few machines, stay active. That's where I'll start from. And that was a great starting point. Um, but really, um, I think it's more about the community you surround yourself and the information and how willing people are to share. So if you're finding that you're at a gym and after being there for a few weeks, you're not really finding support from personal trainers or the people there to kind of guide you to what you need to do. Maybe that's not the right place for you. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because a lot of a lot of gyms, when you do join, a lot of them offer like two or three free personal training sessions to get you started. If you don't know, because some people go into the gym like you did, they go into the gym and like I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know? Absolutely, and then I had to seek that out, um, and I found that at Lifetime where I found that support. So if you're, if you know what you're doing, if like you're like, yep, I know how to program for myself, I know how to do this, I don't need the steam room. Sure, go for the smaller gym. If you're looking for that support and that education and that community, maybe going to a bigger gym that has lots of resources for you to learn from would be a good idea. And that's one thing that I found at Lifetime versus the other gyms. You know, I would talk to a um, trainer and they'd be like, well, if you sign up with us, you know, as a trainer, you know, we can talk to, mm, to you about that stuff. Literally at Lifetime, I've never had that mm, conversation. You know, you're mm, everybody's been extremely open, you know, and for the more intense workouts, it's been um, the one on one workouts is that you know, when you need to sign up. You know, right. Yeah. We don't, we don't guard information. Like, sure. I will tell you all the information now, whatever you want to do with that, that's up to you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's more of the one-on-ones that you're signing up for the sessions. It's not the guarded information. Oh my goodness. I've got secrets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There, there are no secrets. It's, it's hard work and finding what works for you and exactly. having that person there to help guide you through it. Yeah. Well, I know, well, I know when I work out, cause um, working out with the weights, I, I know a lot of guys see me they always see me with my logbook because I'm always keeping a log. And they're like, you keep a logbook? I'm like, yeah. So what do you got to say about keeping a logbook? Because I love keeping my logbook because I was coming into the gym. I was lifting that. And then I was like, what did I do last week? What? So I love having my logbook. Going, okay, I start here last week. I can go here. Then I know when to move up. I know this. And then I got this log. So what do you say about that? I think it's a great thing to focus on, too. Um I don't, I personally don't like when people focus so much on looks. Yes, looks are important for your confidence and you want to make sure that how you feel inside reflects on the outside, all of that great stuff. But 
seeing yourself get stronger or seeing yourself being able to run faster. That's something that needs to be celebrated too. So logbook is a great way to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it was, it was great talking to you. Um, keep training. Now, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? You can go to Lifetime Fitness Plymouth. Yep. Lifetime Fitness Plymouth. You can look at our trainer page. Um, all of our bios are on there. You can read a little bit about us and you can go ahead and book a session through that website if you'd like. Okay. Awesome. Um, they can, they can, um, you gotta, you gotta, well, you go through the website, but, um, if they wanted to email you, it's, it's, um, Anastasia at lifetime at lifetime dot. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you, you. <laughs> Oh, we have, we have a weird internal email and then our actual email. Um, let me see here. Nope, don't have a card. Um, but I believe it's Anastasia.tokareva at um, lifetimefitness.netter.com. You know what? I'm just going to plug the weird internal email. Um, it's E257425 at ltfinc.net. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so feel free to email me. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, my dear, for joining us. Thank you. And um, we'd love to have you on. Um, definitely like to have you on again around the um, the tri-holiday season, too, because that's when we call it the, the resolution people, <laughs> the resis. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. Well, thank you for having me, guys. Of uh, course. Th- thank thanks, for, um, thanks for coming in. Uh, good luck with your class and good luck, good luck in your training and um, beating your fitness goals. Thank you. That was, and thank you for joining us on Infusion, the podcast. I'm comedian Chris Patrick, aka Self Proclaimed Power Man. I'm here with Rach. Thank you very much, and take it easy.